1: Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at bloomberglive.com slash greenfestival.
2: Hello and welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore some of the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr.
3: I'm Scarlett Fu,
2: And I'm Damien Sassauer. And if you want to talk to four sleep-deprived people, because <laughs> we were all up with the Super Bowl, one person was lucky enough to be in Arizona for Super Bowl 57. Anna Sainsbury, CEO, chairwoman, and co-founder of GeoComply. Anna, thank you so much for joining us on the Bloomberg Business of Sports.
4: Thank you so much for having me.
2: Well, I'm going to ask the obvious question. (laughs) What is Geocomply?
4: So Geocomply set out to ensure that the U.S. sports betting and gaming market could open up. There is a federal legislation out there that prohibits bets across state lines. And so we built our technology to address that exact problem. So... 12 years ago, we set out to have pinpoint accurate geolocation software that can identify anyone that is manipulating their location data so that operators and sportsbooks can know exactly where their players are. And now we help operators also detect and identify fraud and stolen identities, money laundering, and these types of initiatives through really knowing who's on the other end of that device.
3: So what can you share with us about what Geocomply has learned about the shape of sports betting on Super Bowl Sunday?
4: Well, it was a huge game. We saw a 25% increase from last year. So we located 100 million different transactions um, across the 23 states and District of Columbia that offer legal online sports betting today.
5: Wow. So, I mean, let's just take it a step back here. W- last week, Scarlett and I were talking about this. The AGA, of which you're a board member, I believe, um, said a record $16.16 okay. one, six billion dollars were planning to be wagered on the Super Bowl. That's fifty over fifty million American adults, an increase of sixty one percent year over year. Did we come close to that? Did we scratch the surface? Did we see almost? Si- I mean, that's sixteen billion dollars. I mean, that's more That we than know def- of. That's crazy. That's, that's yes. craziness.
4: Um, so, what I can tell you is that we saw 7.4 million accounts active over the Super Bowl weekend. What data? We don't have the data on how much was wagered. Right. We just know how many users and devices are interacting online. So, uh, I think the numbers are incredibly high. And if we look at the legal sports betting industry as a whole, it has so far generated more than 2.7 million. 47 billion billion in tax revenue since it was legalized in May of 2018. Wow! And so I think we can all say that the industry is a very large success for the U.S. regulated market.
5: And Anna, how did the state of New York do this time?
4: New York? Well, it's kind of tricky for them to outdo the numbers from last year. I don't know if you remember, but essentially New York uh, came online right before the Super Bowl last year. And so transactions were down. We saw 13.9 million transactions in the state of New York. So it's still the number one setting market. Um, but transactions were down 29% from 2022. I think it's very hard for them to outdo the numbers that we saw. I'm sure many of you might be aware of the uh, Bonuses that were being offered in the market that had really ramped up
2: their. Watch. <laughs> you know, it, what was funny was that Rob Gronkowski, uh, and this was for uh, FanDuel. If he makes this the kick, you know, you, you know, the people were going to share all this money and that. Well, he misses the kick, and but you know, and at the end they pulled the surprise. But don't worry, everybody wins <laughs> and. and I mean, it it was great marketing, which I I think uh, a lot of people uh, caught on to, uh, and and I think Scarlett was talking about this earlier. It was kind of surprising that we didn't see more sports betting app commercials during the Super Bowl.
4: Well... I mean, obviously I'm not I'm not in those marketing marketing rooms, but I do know from being a board member of the AGA, we, we do talk a lot about what is needed in the market to build an increased responsibility across the market. And I think for New York alone, they've already raised seven hundred million in tax in this first year, which goes into programs to prevent problem gambling and education throughout the state. And so the industry is working very hard to make sure that it has a measured approach in terms of both, of course, wanting to see growth across the industry and more states legalizing and offering benefits to the state with tax revenue and increased protections for consumers. Um, and so that is definitely being factored into some of the advertising decisions.
3: So, Karen, Geo Com- GeoComply is offering solutions to flag fraudulent activity, to um, make sure that you're on top of uh, betting fraud and cataloging it, itemizing it. Give us a sense of what betting fraud typically looks like during a sports season and how that changes for a big event like the Super Bowl.
4: Well, um, this year so far, we saw 140,000 fraud attempts. Mm. And what that typically is are... People that have stolen identities or credit cards and the industry fighting that and being able to have a good mitigation strategy because we're collecting and identifying who users are to a high degree of accuracy, right? So if you set up an account, you're putting your first name, last name, date of birth, address, social security number, and we're identifying exactly where you are to... High degree of accuracy, right, within meters of your location. And if it's in states where it's indoor only, it's within centimeters and feet of your location. And so um, we have that ability to help the industry protect themselves against fraud, but also protect other consumers from collusion and and other activities that, that aren't creating a great marketplace for consumers. So it's one of the biggest differences that. Consumers can see from a regulated market to one that isn't regulated that doesn't have these protections.
3: Does that change when you go to a big event like the Super Bowl or any um, championship game?
4: Really well we kind of we monitor and identify fraud and it's generally a, a transactions game. And so when we see large events that attract users or there's bonuses that and advertising marketing, around any large event it of course attracts fraudsters and so that is one of the biggest concerns within the industry and and how we partner with our customers is that if there are bonuses or large marketing campaigns out there it's going to increase transactions it's going to increase sign ups and it's going to increase the amount of people that are going to take their chances and see if they can get away with something nefarious that isn't great for the industry and so Uh, We do see an increase in in any of these events, but uh, nothing that we aren't expecting and that the industry can't handle.
5: Well, and I, you know, I know your 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 core. Uh, you know, your mission is to detect fraud and to prevent it and spoofing attacks and the like. But you know, your data is so powerful, right? And I recall you guys having put out um, a piece of research earlier in the in the football season uh, where you were looking at the number of bets being placed in and around those events, like a football game, right? And you were looking at it by stadiums. And I happen to remember at the time, I think it was week two, yeah. Lincoln Field stood out like head and shoulders above the metal. And other stadiums as having, you know, the most bets placed. So I'm wondering if you could expand on that. If you got any new data throughout the course of the season? I mean, is it is Lincoln Fields is, is Philadelphia still home to the uh, <laughs> biggest collection of gambling degenerates? Uh, oh, I didn't say that. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm curious.
2: You know, what I mean, what else? What else have you found? Just just rub salt in the wound,
6: man.
4: Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well. I think that it's it's interesting. We've been diving in more into, like, what is fan engagement? Why are some arenas more engaging to fans than others? Because sometimes it doesn't naturally correlate to the population, right? Sure. A lot of these stadiums are 63, 64, 65,000, and then we calculate how many people are placing bets and how many unique devices we're seeing placing bets within these stadiums. And one thing that was interesting is that – State Farm Stadium in Arizona, where the Super Bowl was held, was the second most interactive with sports bettors that we were seeing. And we, again, saw 100,000 transactions within the stadium. And I think that that speaks a lot to, I mean, what the fan engagement is, how much advertising there is around the stadium, but also probably a lot about what the fans are like and the demographics of those
2: fans can i clap my hands stomp my feet and brag about you for a second and yelling hercules hercules (laughs) because you are a member of chief that's a private network built to drive more women into positions of power and keep them there you've been there for about a year now Uh, can you tell us about that experience and what have you learned about that
4: One of the big initiatives that that I have um, working as a woman in tech is to make sure that we can push the boundaries on what we see as possible for a technology company. And so my ultimate goal at GeoComply is to make sure that we have full diversity across all offices and across all levels of seniority throughout the organization. So we really have a no excuses policy. If you work in DevOps where only 1 in 100,000 students or graduates are a woman or a minority group, we then say, okay, you need to go into high schools and convince more people, more diverse people, to go to school and become DevOps engineers and specialists. And so really my signing up for, for chief and leaning into any women in tech initiatives is to make sure that I hold myself accountable to that. And I think that because there aren't a huge amount of examples of companies that have really achieved full diversity Mm. at this point in time, especially in high growth, um, I do and learn and network where I can to make sure that we can master this.
6: Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you.
0: Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time.
2: Well, I, it's amazing to me how, the gam- like you mentioned, the gambling landscape has changed. Back in the day, I used to contact a bookie, or, or I'm sorry, I, I know somebody who used to contact a bookie. Nice adjustment. Uh, to, you know, to just simply bet the game and You're then you get a spread. Yeah, my friend. And I said, listen, I'll bet <laughs> you a shiny new penny on this game. And then you have the spread. And that was pretty much it. Now you got prop bets and in game betting. Yeah. Uh, that's that is huge because that's like the stock market going in it.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that's great about the legalized market is that we're seeing amazing technologies come together that can both satisfy what a sports better wants from a gaming experience and from a betting experience, but can also achieve that with a high level of integrity and also paying tax because i'm sure at the time when you had to or your friend was calling this person that it was a lack of (laughs) options that that pushed you to you know to place a bet with someone that that was living down the street versus now the market is so open there's so many different options and i think that that ultimately is a huge benefit to consumers especially if we can deliver that with consumer protections and, and in a way that doesn't make the general public feel as though sports betting is, is taking over their device and, and their TVs, which I think we've, as an industry, struck a really great balance so far.
5: And a last question I have for you, I mean, you know, Super Bowl's just taking place. You know, what comes next? the NCAA March Madness comes next. And that's historically been, you know, the second biggest kind of, you know, event that you can bet on here in the U.S. But, you know, take me back to December during the World Cup. And from what I'm hearing now, the World Cup was the second biggest event of 2022. I wonder if you could talk to us. I mean, Champions League is coming up now. You know, U.S. betting Mm -hmm. on football, you know, uh, know, soccer, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, You know, talk to us about that. What have have you learned there? What is... um, you know, what is GeoComply seeing on that side?
4: Uh, so a funny story. When I first started GeoComply, I was living in Las Vegas. And as a Canadian, I wasn't so familiar with March Madness. And I went to the strip one day and it was a zoo. <laughs> um, and I quickly, quickly learned um, what was happening. And so, it is a tremendous event for us. And right, you know, on the heels of, of Super Bowl, we make sure that, that our teams are up and, and prepared for the increase that's that uh, we see over the course of March Madness. Um, but you're right. I mean, the amount of sporting events that, that are occurring today uh, are engaging to a lot of fans. However, what I can say with the, the U.S. market at the moment, uh, NFL is, is definitely the leader in terms of fan engagement for sports books. But another stat that I had heard last week from my team is that wagering within baseball games is actually uh, one of the the highest integrated Mm. in terms of uh, fan engagement within a stadium. And so I thought that that was interesting. There's a lot of time between plays. Pitchers
5: and catchers. Yeah,
4: a lot of time. Well, you got you got a beer in one hand, a hot dog in the other. I mean, to get your phone out and place a bet. I mean, that seems quite complicated. Um, But clearly, the the motivation is there. And so I thought that was that was an interesting stat.
3: And before we let you go, I just have one more question. If you have a friend or family member who does any kind of sports betting, what would you advise them? What's the safest way to go about it and and not be uh, in a position where you might be vulnerable to spoofing or any kind of fraud?
4: Sure. I mean, the thing that I would always say um, to anyone that I know that, that is betting on sports or, or gambling is, is to make sure that they set a budget for themselves. You know, it's an, it's an entertainment budget. Um, it, it isn't a career. Uh, and so to, to make sure that you're playing responsibly. The next thing I would look at is find out what state you're in and make sure the operator that you're betting with is licensed within that state. And so that you are going to have those protections that they are going to be identifying who you are prior to logging in. So you can make sure no one's going to take over your account. Um, Make sure that uh, they have proper payment methods in place so that uh, you know, your, your funds are safe and you're going to get paid out. So those are the main things that I would look at.
2: I know. And I, I will be, just remiss if i don't bring this up you guys mentioned that the next big betting event big sporting event is march madness well something is going to happen on sunday sunday at this big two and a half mile racetrack that's the super bowl of nascar (laughs) that i know i'm going to be betting on It's the Daytona 500, and there's a lot of action on, if you want to call them niche sports or whatever you want, Anna. But I know I'll be there. My son, God bless him, I I raised him well. He sent out uh, this meme on Facebook, uh, and it was of the late great Dale Earnhardt, and he's in pit lane. And it says, Super Bowl. Well, son, that just means it's one week till the Daytona 500. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it, man. It's like, that's my boy. <laughs> Before we let you go, I want the to talk about... The
4: advent calendar?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, it, it. Those niche sports, if, if, and I hate to use the term like that, but it, we've seen an uh, a rise in that activity as well. Um,
4: yeah. I, I mean... Across the gaming industry, we're, we're seeing any type of innovation in terms of engagement of of what people can bet can bet on. And so, you know, we're seeing it across the, the space. One thing that is different for us, and especially with an event like Daytona, but I would be interested for us to pull the stats and see how many people that are, are present at Daytona are actually interacting as the races are on.
2: Oh, yeah, that would be you great. Next weekend. next
4: monday
2: yeah my wife bless her she wanted to invite some friends over to a company for the 500 and that's my super bowl it's like but that's the daytona 500 well yeah let's just have a few friends But that's the Daytona 500. (laughs) Well, what's wrong with having some friends? But that's the Daytona 500. (laughs) You're not going to be a very good host. No, I was was not. But uh, (laughs) Anna Sainsbury, CEO, chairwoman, and co-founder of GeoComply, kicking tushy and taking names in the business world. Thank you so much, Anna, for talking with us on the Bloomberg Business of Sports.
4: Thanks for having
2: me. This has been the Bloomberg Business Sports Podcast. Where we explore some of the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. You can follow me on Twitter at big Bar Sports.
3: And I'm on Twitter at Foo
2: And I'm on Twitter at D. Sassauer. Hey, you know where also you can get these shows and when you can get them? Every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Get your shows wherever you download your podcast.